Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hi everybody, it's me, Friendly Rich, your loyal host. Welcome back to my podcast, Industry Tactics, where we unpack uh, the stories, we go through the lives of many interesting artists, mostly in music. Today we, we take a, 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 a little detour from from a straight-down-the-middle musical career, and we, we talked to Nick Denbor, um, definitely a musical soul, uh, otherwise known as Smearballs, the postmodern animator artist. Um, he, he, I've known Nick for years, and he's, he's fascinated me. His career has been incredible. He, he released a, a, a short film with Davey Force, also on the podcast, Go back and listen to that episode to connect the dots. The film is called The Chickening, kind of a remixing of um, Kubrick's The Shining. And uh, really is Nick flexing his muscle in terms of the weird art that he makes. Um, also known for his work on the on, on the Conan show for years, which just wrapped uh, interesting timing. And, and, and seeing Nick, I, I, I compare Nick, as we in this discussion you'll hear, to Terry Gilliam in the sense that, like, he was doing all this stuff remotely for Conan from his place off the grid here in Toronto and sending them, like, you know, tons of really interesting comedic bits from remixing Alex Trebek and Jeopardy to uh, to, to Brad Pitt segments. So uh, Nick's, Nick's work runs deep. He's, uh, he's on the... He contributed to uh, the very strange experimental film by Flying Lotus called Kuso... Uh, a few years ago, he's done a lot of work with Dead Mouse, The Resident. Recently, we talk about that. So, so buckle up! It is my great honor to have a dear friend and uh, amazing artist, Nick Denbor, aka Smearballs, episode one hundred and twenty-one of Industry Tactics. Enjoy. <laughs> Soda pop? President's Choice. Nice. Remember Dave? Nice. Here we are. It's a Friday afternoon with Nick Dembor. You, you feel the energy I'm bringing here? Oh, yeah. Big time. Calm. <laughs> okay. Soothing. Yeah. They don't all have to be fucking zingers. Let's let this one go natural. Let it zing when it zings, man. Okay. Yeah. Um... Awesome to see you. Yeah, you too, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Other than internet and, uh, appearances. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Miss you. Yeah, you too. We 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 had some uh, nice steak dinners back when things were still open. We got to do yeah, that again yeah. soon. Yeah, man. Barbarians. Yeah. Yeah. The barbarians vibe is. Uh, that's the that's the Toronto you want to you want to uh, that's old that's old stock into. that's old stock Toronto yeah. that's old men yeah. who have been there since 1946 yeah. serving you steaks on the same plates that like you know who would yeah. have Stomp and Tom would have probably eaten off that plate you know wow like we're wow. going way back barbarians barbarians and then I almost I think I remember like most of my steak dinners with you because they've been very memorable. <laughs> like i i the last one we had i i'm sitting on bluer street um looking at the royal ontario museum that ugly uh the the crystal yeah right yeah yeah. i'm waiting i'm waiting for you where did we go that time what well whatever that place is the something tavern oh the museum the museum tavern yeah yeah. it's above yeah it's on the second floor it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful beautiful spot and uh, the guy says, you want the balcony? Where do you want to sit? You can sit anywhere. And I, I said, I'll, I'll go in the balcony. Sure. He sits me 
right in front of Alex Lifeson from Rush. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And we have we have the texts to prove it. So yeah. I'm sitting there drinking my beer alone, waiting for you. Yeah. And Lifeson's waiting for whoever he's meeting. Yeah. And then you showed up, and we had that memorable stage. And we stared at him the whole time. I stared at him hard. It was <laughs> it was bad news. It was bad news. I mean, well, you've got big taking, history with like crank calling that guy, don't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Getty Lee. I, oh, I Getty have Lee. deep history crank calling Getty Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but I did get to meet Alex Lifeson at one point. So I'd already met him. So I didn't feel like I needed to to bug him. Yeah. Or I would I mean like me 10 years ago, I would have I would have been all over that. His we would have got his, kicked his, out I would have canceled our meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Steak's gotta wait. Him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um I remember our steak dinners. Are you still eating steak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a little I did vegetarian last month because I got a kidney stone. Oh, and I was oh, yeah. like, I just need a to kidney stone. clean myself out here. Yeah, it was crazy. I was recovering from my shot, from my Shit. my needle. Yeah. And uh, I thought I was having like some weird, super crazy vaccine reaction. And it turned out I was having a kidney stone. So I got to go to the hospital. And I was relieved that it wasn't some freako, you know, vaccine thing where they, you can't yeah. pee anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. The, 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 uh, the aftershock they don't tell you about yeah, is that you can't exactly. pee anymore. But uh, yeah, no, I'm all good now. So I'm back on the steak, brewing up my are, new, brewing up my new batch of kidney stones. Fuck, is that's how you look at it? Eh? Like you, you're not gonna. Is it related to? Uh, is it related to diet? Like I know you just got to drink a lot of water. I'm not sure I drink. I only I, drink water. I, I honestly only drink water out of fear that I'm gonna get kidney stones. Yeah, that's what I'm doing like, now, man. Because I'd okay. be sitting here on the computer and like I, I get in these days where I just get my head down and I grind yes. in for like five six hours straight and I don't drink yeah. water for like hours and hours. So I definitely had a problem where I wasn't You're drinking enough water. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's my main thing. Like I didn't catch the stone, so I we couldn't analyze what kind of stone it was because there's different stones for different, you know, oh problems. Oh, I didn't okay. They they what do you mean they didn't catch the stone? Well, I didn't catch away? it. Like you piss in a you know siphon or a, like you know okay. mesh. Oh, try and go. catch the stone. But I didn't do that. I think I just passed it and I missed it. I missed out on examining the stone. So what do you mean? You were in the hospital. Didn't they catch it? No. While I was lying in the hospital, it passed the painful part into like my bladder or something. It didn't come out yet, but I, but the pain was relieved while I was lying there. And then, uh, yeah, I got a CT scan. They saw a couple of them in my oh you know, trail and now, uh, you know, so that's how they find the, uh, the now, not that's ultrasound. How you know you sorry. Others. I got a fucking CT scan with a hardcore CT one. Scan. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it was oh kind of cool because I got all my, uh, Organs checked out and it's yeah. all unremarkable. unremarkable. And you'll be animating them. Do you, do you get copies of that? Like, could, could you get a DVD? Like, a... I just got a write up. I hope I don't know if okay. I get the imaging. I'm supposed to have yeah. a urologist meeting, but anyway, I I once had um, man, I'm sorry to hear all about that. Honestly, I once had a what the fuck. Did I have some type of lung thing? And, lung stones. Uh, I got my whole. My whole lung stones. <laughs> I got my whole chest area um, scanned, right? Wow. And uh, I'm analyzing. I'm looking at it with the doctor, and she she's like, "I'm like, what the fuck are all those bubbles in my stomach?" She's like, "Those are farts." Shut up. It's like a visual of what I had like nine <laughs> farts ready to go. Nice. Did you rip them out um, right there or what? <laughs> I was like, "Hey, you want to you want to feel these in all of their uh, their their forms?" But no, no, no. She um. She gave me a, and I'm I'm bummed because a person, an artist like you, would would have a field day with this. I'm bummed. She gave me a DVD at the time, yeah, of this. I'm like, hey, can I have this image? Wow. Imagine blowing that up on your wall and just being like, yeah, those are farts. That's cool. You should. I lost it. I lost the <laughs> anyway. Awesome. Well, you know, all that talk about stones is. Um, I'm just. I'm. I'm glad you're all right. Yeah. Me too. It's Thanks. I don't like the sound of any of that. It, it really sounds painful. <laughs> I'm just drinking lots of water, hoping they don't come back. Okay. Okay. Eating lots of steaks. Okay. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make it count. <laughs> Not that we didn't before, but we will make it count when we get back to it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's our welcome to the podcast. You've been on my I, I've been wanting to talk to you forever about your career, your beautiful career. You're like you're like a modern day Terry Gilliam, <laughs> you know. Um 
but before we get into your, uh, I think your visual arts, all of what you do, I don't even know how to, who cares how we define it, but you are a, a postmodern genius. Oh, wow. But thanks. Man. But uh, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, uh, before we get there, can we start like, uh, I, well, we'll start wherever you like, but I, I do want to get into your music management uh, and and you're that that's oh, kind of how way I back. got to know you going way yeah. back yeah I, I you know I I thought that was a good place to start because like you you managed run with run with the kittens mm-hmm. and um, those stories and just all that you learned there I thought it was really interesting that's kind of how I got to know you in the sense of like wow you're really entrepreneurial the way <laughs> you approach things you know and yeah well those yeah. are crazy days man like. It was, uh, I guess we're talking way back, like 2004 or something. I was in a band. Actually, my old high school buddies were in this band called the Ludes from way back in high school. And they had a tour <laughs> booked and one of the guys quit. So, like, mm. they, they needed somebody to kind of fill in. And I was good buddies with these guys. But I hadn't, like, yeah, I sucked at guitar. I was, like, not a fucking musician at all. Uh, you know, other than just messing around and self-teaching a few instruments or whatever. So these guys had like, you know, had 40 gigs booked across Canada and needed a filler. So I'm like, had mm-hmm. like a month to like learn bass guitar and like <laughs> learn all the tunes. And we bought an old school bus for 1800 bucks and like fixed it all up. And we just like jumped in it and went for like, I don't know, 13 weeks or something. I don't know. It was long, Jesus. long tour. How old are you at that time? I would have been like around 24, 20, yeah, okay, 24, okay, okay. something like that. Okay. Yeah, so that's when we bought this old school bus. We painted it matte black. We ripped out all the seats and built these plywood bedrooms in it and put a couch in the front. And we just went on tour. We went all the way to the East Coast, all the way to the West Coast, back to the East Coast, <laughs> Montreal, and back to Toronto. And like with, with Run With the Kittens? No, with my old band. So then that band. The Ludes. Yeah. Okay. And that band kind of, you know, fell apart and we all went our separate ways. But the bus was like still hanging out and sitting rotting behind my dad's butcher shop for like a few years. And this is in your dad's butcher shop is in uh, is in Fergus. No, it's close to there. It's like St. Jacob's, Ontario. My brother has since taken it over there. The poultry place. If you're looking for good chicken out there, go to the poultry place. St. Jacob's, Ontario. Uh, (laughs) What's it called? The poultry place. Beautiful chicken. Beautiful chicken there. Whoa. But uh, anyway, so I, in the time that the Ludes were around, we used to play shows with Run With The Kittens, much like the Kittens used to play shows with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of like just oh, cool. was blown away that. by those guys back in the day. I mean, just seeing them, you know, they were super young at the time as well in their 20s, I'm sure. They would have been young. And, you know, she got Champagne James playing these crazy ass guitar licks. They were like kicking mm-hmm. over, you know, chairs and mm-hmm. tables and just Nate was a madman. It was just like crazy fun yeah. band so i kind of just fell in love with those guys and would go see oh, their wow. shows at the cameron all the time and then eventually i was just like i think i made like a really shitty website for them back in the day and you know and they, you did eh yeah and i became okay. friends with those dudes and then i was like guys they, they never really left toronto other than playing a few gigs up you know around ontario here and i hadn't really you know mm-hmm. got out so i was like i've got this old school bus rotting in my parents you know property let's get it back on the road so i kind of like morphed into this wow. you know managerial position where we vamped up the bus through a run with the kittens logo on the side and like that's so cool man. years touring with those guys yeah it's so diy the whole spirit <laughs> of that fucking gives me it's it's why we do it it's what mm-hmm. that that you know i mean i've never experienced it the way you're describing like i wish i was in that band <laughs> i wanted to be on those trips oh like, we had a in blast a man like, bus? it was honestly nuts yeah. like in those days i was i was yeah. full-blown running a construction company in those days so i would be like doing my renos like from you know monday to friday and then we get on that bus on like friday night and go for the whole weekend blasting wow. all over the place you know okay. all over canada okay. and then you know come back again lock the bus up and like brush off the hangover go back to work and are you like, good with were you the driver yeah most of the time yeah i think most there was the a bit uh i think the other guys drove a little bit nearer to the end okay. but it was also like by the end of that bunch of mm-hmm. years like there was like mm-hmm. a super hard thing to drive like it wouldn't uh yeah. like go into it would only go into third gear at very specific rpms like it was like super hard to shift okay. you had to skip second like on the way up oh and God. you could barely get it in on the way down like it was like if anyone i could leave the keys in it because no one else could figure out how to drive the damn thing probably right, right. it was crazy and, and it's uh is, is it stick it obviously yeah is. Yeah, yeah how many gears on, on a bus like it was that? five 
Five Gar. Yeah, it's, it's impressive, man. <laughs> it really is. And and you you have a good understanding of like machinery. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I like, had to fix that thing down? on the road. Oh yeah, the craziest was we were on the East Coast, and I think we barely made it to like Jake's uncle or somebody. So I don't know. Somebody was related to somebody at some cottage and we were there and I'm just like, how okay. the hell? And the linkage on the gas pedal had broken. So it just, the gas pedal just falls to the floor. So I had to drive like something like 50 kilometers with my foot mm-hmm. under the gas pedal, lifting it to decelerate and like dropping it. it to accelerate. Like the weight wow. of the gas pedal just fell. So it was just nuts. So I eventually like rigged it up with a bunch of bungee cords to give it like some spring and then like drove home like that until we got it fixed properly. But oh man, man. <laughs> and another time we were in Windsor, you know, the fog lounge. You ever play that place? No. Uh, hmm. it's a cool joint, but we were, it's like the Windsor okay. crowds can be kind of rough. You get like, you know, yes, they can. M- like yeah. mobs of like a hundred Americans all wearing the same like yeah. outfit. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Coming it's, it's in and they're like, there. they're fucking yeah. like 19 or whatever, just to, you know, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. they just fucking threw rocks at the bus, smashed the fucking windshield. Like it was just Shit. like, you know, while we we're in playing a set. So I came out and it's like, Fuck. Wow. I had to drive wow. all the way home with like spider web smash windshield. Like it's not like you're gonna find a windshield yeah. in Windsor. Yeah. 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 So it was kind of like it. Ace Ventura, you know, head out the side I of the it. window, drive. <laughs> well, no, I mean you you have in common with like uh Dale Morningstar. Whenever like when I first booked him at the Brampton Indie Arts Festival, he pulled up in a bus. Yeah. In, a, in his own yellow bus. And it was like a punk rock. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, right? Like I didn't know that like uh I guess a few many weirdos do this but sure. it's, it's charming. well the school boards have to get rid of them at a certain point or they used to be yeah. rules around it like they hit a certain yeah. amount of k and you got to get rid of them same but, with fire trucks yeah yeah, yeah. wow fire truck yeah. would be a cool turn dude it's been but yeah but we got ours dream. for 1800 bucks and like two bands yeah. later and like 12 tours like just all over yeah. canada like it it yeah. was worth the money man like i heard great. you could get a decommissioned fire truck for five grand wow but don't quote me on that it's been my dream with my street <laughs> organ yeah when this pandemic ends as we're starting to get out of the hibernation yeah you got your boat i gotta get my fire truck yeah man get your fire make it count great idea but yeah so i mean in in the time with touring with kittens obviously we played tons of shows with you at the transac and in the circus over on the east end and all circus yeah man i think of all the community i and like weirdo art experience i've enjoyed through you you know, like I, if I, if I really, I don't do a lot of analysis of like where everything comes from, but a lot of the weird comes from you, like you, and then we get to eating steaks and I find out that you, you're a student of another uh, interview on this podcast of the Nihilus Spasm Band. You actually studied under Bill Exley. Yeah. Well, he was uh, the English teacher at my high school. What was that like? Uh, he's a, he's a madman. I remember when we fr- I first figured out who he was because like you'd hear all these stories of him, you know, like you know, yeah. just going off on his you know crazy tangents in his in the classroom, you know, reciting yeah. things in his shouty voice, and yes. uh, you know, and I think it was a good friend of mine, Scott McGovern, who I think you know from Guelph. He yes. runs that video on Guelph. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, I think he was at like a record shop in Waterloo one day, and he actually found like an album like in the record shop, and like I think he can. I'm I'm a bit blurry on the story. You'd have to ask yeah. Scott someday. But like I think he found the album, went to school, and was like, "What the hell is this?" And, like in front, he of outed him. him. It's like, "What are you doing on weekends, I man?" Think so what the fuck yeah, is yeah, this? It was amazing, amazing, and 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 I, and I think one it end. was like pretty. He was pretty hush hush and like don't tell anybody kind of thing. I, I don't down. Yeah, yeah I planned yeah. it down like totally keeping his teaching life separate from that. From what I remember of the story, I I'm a, like I said, I'm second, third hand on that. So, what about the story you would tell about Bill mowing his lawn in the fucking sweater? <laughs> Again, you'd have to ask Scott about that. But Scott told me that he had like he was in a band called like. Yeah, it was a high school band where he was using like Scream Tracker and like old school, you know, computer uh, sequencers and shit. Yeah. And they were like playing some crazy, you know, punk rock in the garage. And he lived like across from Axley or something, I think. And they're they're playing like this you know, insanely loud music. And and Bill actually like came over and like, I don't think he screamed at him, but he like gave them earplugs and like advised them to, you know, protect so their cute. hearing. 
he's so cute even though they've all lost theirs yeah, you know i I'm guess sure maybe that's, that's why, that's why. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i remember hearing these, stories like that but yeah these kind of stories so you grew up with like people like scott mcgovern mm-hmm. in your in your universe yeah 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 he was a bit older Did than they, me but we kind of became friends after i moved to toronto and uh and oh, went cool. to ocad we both went to ocad here in toronto uh that's how you connect with scott i didn't realize that what makes you weird? Do you think you're weird? Like, where it's do you all, get this? It's all normal to me, man. I mean, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. I grew up on my parents' uh, chicken farm, turned into a butcher shop. I played so, dead chickens for like uh, my entire childhood. stop right there. Thank you. <laughs> what makes you weird? I mean, I did grow that up playing with dead chickens. There you go. Yeah, yeah That's probably yeah. part of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it informs your art. Yeah. yeah, and then it was just kind of winging, and then you know going to OCAD and meeting a bunch of weirdos there, yeah. and uh, you know all the crazy you know weirdo underground art parties in Toronto were kind of probably a pretty like influential thing. Yeah, and uh, that was kind of fun. And then I don't know, I dropped out all that shit for a long time and just you know did construction. So it was just like it was totally weird path of like you know. Okay, I can relate to that path. To art though. school to yeah construction yeah. to like yeah. music touring to video to like now I sit at my computer all the time. Well, you 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 we'll we'll land there. We'll land mm-hmm. there. But I want to I want to analyze the path a little bit because I'm fascinated by it and it's beautiful. I, I bet you look back at those fucking rock throwing drive homes from winter like with with fondness, right? Oh, like, for I think sure, that was all, man. I mean, those yeah. days are just yeah. like. Well, I'm like I'm, I do. I'm 42 <laughs> now, and I'm not gonna like yeah. go buy a school bus and go like fart no. in no. five other guys no. in an enclosed space on a weekend. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing you yeah. do when you're young, or may- maybe uh, you yeah. can do it when you're 40. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. feel like doing that right now. But I look back and I'm like, I'm amazed that I pulled that off. I was like, how the hell yeah. was I doing all these construction jobs and touring yeah. with the band and doing? Yeah. You know, where did I have the time for this shit? Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. like it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's so illogical. <laughs> it's beautiful, but but like I I. Um, you know, so you go to OCAD, but you don't finish because they aren't feeding you. I know this story. And yeah, and it was told like, me before I went for a year and a half ish. Oh yeah. A year in like, a four year program. You lasted a year and a half. I don't even know if it was a four year program. Like, I think it was like first okay. year is like, you know, orientation. You get your force to take a bit of everything. And then you can mm-hmm. kind of start specializing second year. But I remember it was just kind of like, I kind of wanted to do video shit yeah. and it was still VHS time there at school yeah. and the computers they had were already like out of date and shitty. And I was just like, why do I have to take two, three years of VHS before we can use a computer? I already had my dad's old shitty computer that could barely handle video. And I'm just like, this yeah. is, you know, yesteryear yeah. crap here, you know? And I was what, just, what, what, what year is this around 99, late nineties, 98, yeah, okay. 99. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, 2000, I was just like, see you later. I, I was, I kind of need to make money too. I was just like anxious to like, get on with it I, and i had met all these people who had like taken over the uh the school like uh there was at, at ocad at the time there was like they were they didn't build that big building yet it was still like the tiny building underneath it and it was like there was plans cool. to like expand the school cool. and they they had turned the the only space that somebody left in their will as a performance and uh a gallery mm-hmm. space they turned it into classrooms so there was like a huge protest by all the students at ocad oh, saying shit. fuck you give us a space to like do yeah. our shit yeah. and and all these okay. guys ran for student council and took over the entire budget which was like a hundred and something grand a year and they went to yeah. uh chalkies on spadina and rented the upstairs of it yeah. and that was a place called art system at the time so i kind of made friends with oh, those wow. guys and was like having wow. shows there and i'm like this is where it's at yeah. the school kind of dumb so i, I dropped yeah. out of school yeah. and stayed involved with this gallery which was a total fucking booze can crazy party place and 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 awesome art shows and we had big bands come in and i did a, i did a show called homo stank back in the day with scott mm-hmm. mcgovern and we had the nihilus okay. spasm band come and play that show oh sick right, so full they circle. yeah they came out and played our crazy ass show and it was just nuts because you know having bill and the gang come <laughs> play this yeah. show and we had all this artwork yeah. about yeah. mennonites yeah. that was like and you and from the air oh sick yeah we had a, we sick. built a full-blown uh horse and buggy like mennonite buggy and we put an arm wrestling table in it and people could arm wrestle there while the band oh, was fuck. playing and then we had are you mennonite are you mennonite roots no no my parents are from no. holland but uh but i grew up like okay. riding the school bus with old order mennonites that just got off the farm that wear their like straw hats and suspenders yeah. and like yeah. i grew up with st jacobs sure yeah, yeah. yeah. where you just you graze you kind of 
went over that. Is it glazed or you grazed? You glazed. Yeah, glazed. Glazed over it. You glazed. I think you can graze or glaze, probably. Yeah, you glazed over the 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 dropping at a school bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, was that a big decision, or were you just like, "Fuck this"? I remember that it was like it was kind of bullshit because like I was already paying for my rent, which is already back then like almost six hundred bucks a month, which sounds like piddly now. But I was living at in this cracked out street where like Phil Fillmore's. Oh, I know. Strip club. Yeah, I was on that yeah, street. Sure. And I was like, yeah. it was. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that. I mean, I, I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're where they, where they serve popcorn. Yeah. Where they serve you popcorn. So I was yeah, there yeah. and like, there'd be like, you know, like people screwing prostitutes in my backyard yeah, that's a, kind of shit. You know, like a, it was pretty. That's a part of town. Yeah, for sure. Part for of sure. Town. So, I mean, it was yeah, kind of shitty. Yeah. But at the same time, I was yeah. just like. I think my my parents at the time were paying my tuition, which at that time was nothing. It was like fifteen hundred bucks a semester, like peanuts. But it was kind of like I told them, I'm like, I'm not really into this. I'm going to quit. And they're like, Well, we're not paying for your tuition anymore. I was like, Fine. It's like I'm already having to do this shit and get a job, so I'll just go get a job. And 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 then that's when you went into construction. Yeah, started painting houses, building decks and stuff. And like, yeah, yeah, my buddy and I from Oakville, my buddy uh, Pete was going to Sheridan at the time, and then uh, okay him and I started like painting a lot of houses and doing stuff like that. I was doing all kinds of weird odd jobs, man. It was just like a hustle. It was just kind of crazy. Yeah. You worked hard. Yeah. And when, and when do you find your, so, so you're, you're, you're managing run with the kittens. How, I don't know. How does that, I don't know. When, when do you stop doing that? When do you realize it's like, okay, I'm, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be a music manager as a, yeah I, I don't know it was like a bunch of years into it and i just i guess it was just kind of like also a crazy fucking uphill battle in canada man i don't know i know everyone yeah. knows the story it's like what in the states you can like yeah. you know drive an hour and you're at another big city with a potential gig like here right. it's like okay play a bunch of towns yeah. and, and the kittens we did well man like we put we yeah. funded a whole bunch of albums worked with terry brown did two albums yeah, with him. like fuck. it was all paid for like they sold they sold thousands of albums off the stage yeah. these guys like it was yeah. pretty yeah. awesome yeah. and successful and we made our own tours and like like it's not like we could all pay our rent on it but we was like right we right. made quite a bit more money than you know most and regular you're still, ass unsigned bands, you know. <laughs> like yeah, was, and I'm. It's not as if it ended like a like a shitty marriage or something. No, you're still in their family, and they still do what they do. Oh yeah, sure, we're all, we're all buddies, but uh, you're but reinvented. Yeah. But for yeah, me, it was yeah. just kind of like I think I was get, starting to get more video jobs, and it was just like also like yeah. full blown construction video jobs and like yeah. the band and shit. I had to kind of like cut my. Get to call it. Yeah, cut my time a little bit, and it was just like okay. I was like, sure, I would take a bit of the cash with the guys. We'd all split it, kind of five yeah. ways for the most part. That's cool. And but That's it was cool. also yeah. just like I, it was just a fucking ton of time, and and the bus was yeah. dead, and it was like that was uh-huh. half the fun for me was touring around with the bus, you know. <laughs> that that was yeah. the short answer on it, man. Yeah. I I had I had I had to stop when the bus died. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it wasn't directly then, but it was just a I big overlap of just life I and love shit, it. you know. Like there was no no yeah. bad reason why, but I mean, yeah, like dude, yeah, we, we played the game so hard, man. Like we we did like you yeah. know the Coca, the Canadian Organization of Campus Activities, or whatever the hell. No, that thing sounds is, awful. Well, like, yeah, yeah, okay. We went to that. We paid to go to this conference in Montreal, Nate and I. And there's a video on YouTube of us, like, going, we brought okay. summer sausage, we had a turntable, we had a booth, like, we paid for a booth. Like, we're next Jesus to, like, Christ. I'd love to, to see a, a booth curated so, by dude, YouTube. So ridiculous. And we you just, freaks. we brought the bus and we invited all these, like, so you're basically oh. going to a conference with every, like, student council president of every university in Canada. To try to book to try and book tours, tours and bands okay, and shit. It, so we it, go to it. this thing and everyone comes on our bus. They have a big party, like it's you know, yeah. high school. Yeah. And they were all like, Yeah, we're gonna book you on our place. You know, we party with these guys. We gave them our summer sausage. We had a whole thing, you know. Is it from your parents' place? Yeah, like from St. Jacob's, the- man. Anyway, okay. so we wow, party with these sausage. people and can't like these are people who could create a full-blown, thriving Canadian. Uh, industry industry around college music on all these campuses campuses and coordinate huge tours what do they do they hire a tom cruise impersonator and dj jazzy jeff to come to their and they blow their entire budget of 50 grand or whatever on this shit and then canadian bands don't get anything and don't even go to these places like it's i didn't even know about this exactly so i went i went to this fucking thing we paid paid all this money like i don't know what it was like 800 bucks 600 bucks to get a booth at this thing then it came time to book our east coast tour and i was like 
I got crickets from all these guys. And you're basically paying for the email list. Like you get this email list of all these people. So I try and book a tour. I get like one gig out of it. And I, so I sent this, I sent this email to all these motherfuckers, like to every single person on the list. And I said, what I just told you on this. Yeah. I said what I just told you. I'm like, you guys have the power to book a thriving Canadian Uh, scene here. It's in your hands. And, and, you're and young. maybe you guys exactly. all just want to yep. be politicians when you get out of here and be like the next, you know, whatever Kathleen Wynn or something. But like yep. you guys have the power to book, a, you know, to create a scene, a Canadian music and to scene. take risks yeah. and to take risks. And one right? that doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. And I said, all you guys did was like dump your mm-hmm. money into DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Tom Cruise guy. And, and we're sitting here, we're willing Shitty. to play your your campus for like 300 bucks and like, you know, get a bunch of like merch going. Maybe we can make 500 bucks that night. And we do that over and over again. We got like at least a half decent tour. That's a successful viable option. Yeah. And I guilted the shit out of them. And then boom, I got four gigs out of it. Four guys came back and was like, you're right. We suck. We're going to let you play our (laughs) university. So I mean, like then I was up to five gigs from us. Bullshit. You know what I love? (laughs) I love, I love what you're pointing at though, because, um, you're 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 a real what's the word on that like it's you're a you have the vision to see the potential across a, a country like ours and yeah. say damn this this is really important you guys may not think it's important you may be in your own little but the unity around that mm-hmm. because i mean but they basically just have it. much music video dance parties you know like it. our high and, school you know, and dance they're doing shit. it they're all driven by the they're not driven by the right things they're yeah. driven by like mitigating the risk yeah. shitty language like that yeah. don't create culture but also you know, these people stuff. in charge are not they get a position like that and they it looks good on the resume when they go to school for something else they don't give a fuck about right. canadian music scene they're not there to make that yeah. flourish yeah but yeah. it could be and it's just been neglected for years and they just have the the beer sponsors pull up and throw yeah. up the video yeah. screens and do the normal thing. But each one yeah. of these places has a venue that bands yeah, could play every yeah. week yeah. and just like yeah. they could like pay each band decent, like throw a G note at them and like yeah. get yeah. 20 bands yeah. in instead of one yeah. act one night. And and, it's, and and Nick, the risk isn't even on their asses. That's no. the funny thing. It's like it's just like I mean. It could be Europe if you what you're describing could be like Europe, a, a European scene where, yeah, they have the budget. They, they believe in taking risks. Sure. It's like it's a, it's a network. But this right? is also 10 years ago or more. I don't even know if this scene, if Coca even exists or if this is if or if it's still yeah. just as bad yeah. as it was. You know, now we're two years yeah. out with COVID. Like, who knows? Yeah. Like, yeah, this right. is all moot now, maybe. Right. But back then, that was the well, deal, man. That was the way it was. It's interesting. I I um I can relate to that in that like I wrote this paper back when I was working in Brampton in my early years, and it was all about it, it. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's like every city. So so take what you're talking about, and and now talk about municipal uh, arts and culture departments. Mm-hmm. This was not on my agenda to speak with you about today. I'm fascinated <laughs> by it, right? Because every fucking city has a director of culture yeah, and a, sure. and this and that, right? And like a whole layered system of like people get being paid salaries, tax salaries now. This gets even uglier. Yeah. Where there's no risk on their asses. There's a beautiful theater in every city, in every little piss pot town across this country that book Arts and culture off of so instead of DJ J- Jazzy Jeff and uh, the Tom Cruise impersonator, you get shit. Who do I want to? Who do I want to? Um, uh, Canadian. You get like, and, and fuck. It's no offense against you. You'll get like a, a Royal Wood or anyone lucky enough to get on that um, on that menu. It's like the Mandarin. It's like ordering from a menu at that point. So mm-hmm. all of the arts bookers, they don't even. You don't even have to make an effort to do the homework and do the. It's like A and R. It's like there it is in the where where these people at city halls across Canada have relationships with labels and they just set it up and you know use the same people all the time for sure. That don't. What is that? That doesn't breed. And my so my argument is the same thing. It's the same thing with condos, condo art. So condos have to have artwork and uh, it's written into it. Like they need public art, like whether it's a sculpture or whatever. So I found out from a friend that it's not even there's not even a city person who curates that and and okays it. So like you and I can't even just apply for that. They hire a private company to pay for the public art 
that's a mandate by the city that our condo developments have to have this art. So they hire a private company that has just basically probably that's just gives it do. to their friends and they get yeah. millions of dollars yeah. and it doesn't support yeah. the arts at all. It supports a community. few, like a few people yeah. who make yeah. all the condo art. Fuck me. It's private it's company. So safe. Yeah. But it's disgusting that that's a private company that should be run out of city hall in Toronto and they should be like yeah. having huge open calls for artists and sure. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of shitty, yeah. you got to swim through a lot yeah. of shitty art, but they should be, that should be a Canada wow, council man. thing, not a private company paid by, you know, con- consultation from city hall, you know, like that's bullshit. So gentle listeners, if you're fucking sitting in on this, this is what a steak dinner with Nick and I would <laughs> actually get into this kind of, we go deep into the rare, we, we, you know, this is, this is the kind of talk that we, that I love having with you because I, I love your mind on it. I think, I think, and, and I'm sincere in saying that like, that's why I'm disenfranchised with any cultural department. Yeah. Like for, I mean, for the most part, I think there are it's good. It's not people always like that, levels, but you got to realize you know, yeah, too, like yeah, people yeah. who go for those jobs aren't usually the movers and shakers in the arts sure, in general. Sure, you know, so you're lucky sure. to like most things is like yeah. there's a hot yeah. dog stand at City Hall and they hire a salsa band and it's an event and it's like yeah. you know salsa yeah. on Saint Clair. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah, you it's know, not. I only once got a rejection from the Canada Council that was so beautiful. It was a rejection letter, right? Form letter from the Canada Council saying, Dear Rich, we we reject your your graphic novel, your little booklet uh, done with Bill Exley uh, reciting it. But I loved it so much. I I kept it and wanted to pay you for it. It had a twenty dollars no. at the top. I was yeah, yeah 20 bucks. Richard Davis. Richard Davis. He's one of the good people I think of at the Canada Council now at Canadian Heritage. Yeah, yeah. Who's not cookie cut? Who's not yeah. doing what you're saying? Like who's not just playing it safe? Mm-hmm. You know who understands the value of what would happen if we booked the 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 Nihilus Spasm Band for Canada Day? Sure. Like that was always my dream when I worked at Ottawa. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to subversively slip them in because they are just as There's, important as when you're programming for the public though you're programming for families and old people and it's got to be safe yeah. to a large degree too so you're not going to hire the craziest thing ever but it's still there's still room there's still room to have like you know regular yeah. ass indie yeah. indie rock scene that's like you know yeah. in the public yeah. or a jazz scene or whatever that's just yeah. kind of like yeah you know, you want to challenge, you want to challenge all those demographics that you just outlined. Mm-hmm. I say, why not? And I firmly believe that. I think the Nihilus Spasm Band on Canada Day, giving them their half hour is an important half hour. It's just as important as Chantal Kreviachuk or Tanya sure. Tagak. It's like, you know, like, let's bring that kind of breadth to our programming, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. So anyway, that's, we, we, we see eye to eye on that. I'm Weird not, you mentioned not... Chantel Credit yes, credit yes, crack. Credit yeah. what? Why is that? Last night we were just talking about her. We we're talking. I was at Nate Mills' birthday there from all the kids, uh-huh. and we were talking uh-huh. about Chantel. And I looked up her Wikipedia uh-huh. page, and I saw that her and Rain from Our Lady Peace met yeah. at a Pearl yeah. Jam concert. And I'm just reading this to myself. Pearl, she met, met at a Pearl Jam concert, and they. Yeah. Uh, yeah. got married and they renewed their vows in Costa Rica and then she got in a oh. motorcycle accident. So okay. I just read this to myself and then I look at Nate and <laughs> Nate starts <laughs> talking about Costa Rica and I was like, funny you mentioned Costa Rica. I was just reading that she had, they had renewed their vows in Costa Rica and then uh-huh. we realized Pearl Jam's playing on the radio and I was like, and they met at a Pearl Jam concert. Whoa, then a, me- a motorcycle went by and Nate looks at me, he's like, now you're going to tell me something about a motorcycle. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude and I made him read it. I'm like, she got fell off a motorcycle, hurt her face. It was really? like a trip Coinky dink, and now you're talking Whoa. about Chantel Crevias cracking. What the, like, what the hell? Damn, man, damn, weird. Damn, damn. I didn't realize I was, part, I was part of the Mad Libs. Yeah, That's man, what this happened just there. won't it's stop. Just like, it's just got like I'm waiting for another one here. But anyway, okay, so well, that happened last hey. night. Very important. In, in, <laughs> this, is, this is great. This is great. Sorry, that was so. So when tangent. do you? So so you go from weirdo and you keep it weird. But like, how do you become the artist that now you are today? I know. I know you go to Conan. You get discovered <laughs> by the Conans. You know, freaky deekies over there. Yeah, and, that and, was a crazy time yeah but that was all it all kind of overlapped man i think i was still even doing reno jobs once in a while when i like the conan mm-hmm. thing came up but it all came from like messing around doing videos with the kittens like touring around and mm-hmm. doing animation teaching myself as i go you know like self-taught slowly. on all that on all that software right? yeah yeah wow. and uh wow. so like yeah i mean 
you look at my early stuff, it's pretty crude and I didn't know what I was doing, but it's like, you know, learning process. I always treated learning like doing projects and figuring it out on the way. I still do really. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I started making weird little musical remixes, like cutting up infomercials and stuff on YouTube and like, just uh, like, you know, having fun with a green screen with my buddies. Mm-hmm. and uh started this blog called smear balls with like my friend aaron zimmerman who's like a graffiti artist here in toronto and uh oh. my old roommate from uh, okad days and we started this like, a graffiti artist i didn't know this okay wow yeah and he, wow. Uh, so him and i started doing weird like you know green screen videos and started this smear balls joke blog and then you know nate joined mm-hmm. in and my buddy tyler there was like at one point there was like four or five of us all writing stuff on this blog and again it kind of like fizzled out and i just kind of kept at it because my youtube videos are popular and i just kind of kept going with it so now i'm kind of like that brand but it was never supposed to just be me or videos it was a group blog from at the beginning oh wow the early days yeah now it's almost like a a a different approach to a band in a way like sort of weird art collective yeah totally so yeah so i just kind of kept with it i'm still holding that bag and it's like why the hell not so it's just kind of turned into a career where people were noticing my videos i started to get like commercial jobs doing videos based on my weird youtube remixes and then uh yeah i landed some like you know web series things in the early youtube days and then the people at uh at uh, conan o'brien at team coco saw my stuff and offered me you know a gig doing like just pitching. What did that feel like to, to get that email? I, oh, I assume crazy. that's a moment. I was on my buddy's uh, sailboat on the East End and I just get this email that was like, greetings from Team Coco. We're looking to, oh. you know, get you to want to pitch us some stuff. And I was just like, fucking right, I do. Like, that's crazy, crazy opportunity. So I took the opportunity yeah. like nothing else. Like, I just went full tilt, making okay. as much shit as I could and just threw them you know four times a week through my new video like i just went hard you oh. know like and just it started oh. as like little remixes like for their website but then they started yeah. showing my stuff to conan and like like my boss over there john wooden would just like bring his laptop over to conan and show him what i made and he like put it on the fucking monologue and then i got one on the monologue and i was just like holy shit i'm gonna do this full tilt try and make what was little- your what was your first? You uh, Brad Pitt. It was like me with oh, I put Brad my Pitt body one. on okay. Brad Pitt's body yeah. and like made him tweak yeah. his nipples and shit. And uh, yeah, that one made it on the air. And then I was just like, holy shit. I was sitting at this chair, like looking on the same TV that I just ripped that, you know, video off of. And then it's back on TV yeah. that night. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. Well, wow. so it, it wow. was just a crazy trip. So then I, yeah, I just started, it was like three years of just doing that shit every day and like trying to get, and I got over 120, 130 clips on the air and, wow. uh, and, and many more you, that didn't get You on. were going down to LA. There was a moment where you were like, I'm going to move to LA. Like you, you were thinking about uh, all this. Actually, like, I moved know. down there before the Conan okay. stuff. I moved down there in 2010. And oh, uh, I went for the winter. I just like, I, I, I would finish my last big reno at that time. And I was just like, I'm out of here. I made a bunch of cash. I literally boarded up my place in Toronto, threw all my gear, oh, wow. my guitar, my computer, everything in my yep. old hatchback. And I drove down there and I rented wow. a, I rented a place in Silver Lake off of uh, Kesha's guitar player. Cause he was on tour and I like rented it for like 700 bucks. And it was like this killer pad. And he had like a wall of guitars and shit. He's like, yeah, use whatever you want, man. Wow. So he had this wicked wow. setup and it was a cool place. I, I just hung down there for the winter for six months and started oh, fucking around. And that's where I actually made my first like weird remix that got me all the jobs. Like I made this remix of the view called sex day by the ladies from the view, you know, all, mm-hmm. I made them all sing and do weird shit. And uh-huh. that video was so quintessential. It just kind of got me all these jobs that branched into Conan branched wow. into like everything, wow. you know, it was like this kind of crazy thing wow, that man. I can trace everything you, back you, to. Did you want to fall into this or like it, or is it just such an abstract career path to cuz I know that you have like your your visual art like you, you were you were trying to show in galleries in yeah, your uh, early OCA OCAD days Yeah, like, I had a bunch of gallery shows and shit back in the day. It was kind of like Does it all make sense to you that Nick does it does it feel <laughs> I mean, you know what I no, mean man, to where you I mean, are? I mean still like opportunities come yeah. in the inbox and I go on tangent yeah. still like it's just weird yeah. like I just kind of like stuff happens but you always just throw shit out in the world and I it just leads to things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you never know like you do a film makes it into a film festival somebody sees it yep. and all of a sudden i'm yep. doing a kfc commercial you know like it's like yeah it's yeah it's weird so you're talking about that path is the chickening yeah that you did with davy yeah yeah to landing a kfc commercial with an actual like legit ad camp ad yeah company, yeah, like yeah one of the biggest in the world yeah 
And these kind of miracles happen to you a lot because your art it's is like the Chantel, so unique. It's like the Chantel Crevy-ass crack thing. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, Crevy-ass crack, Crevy-ass crack. Yeah, Crevy-ass crack. Yes, um, yes. It's just weird, you know, universe things, man. It just happens. Yep. Just go yep. with the flow. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. And you go with the flow, but there's a, there's also this asterisk. You you work like a dog you work like you you just sit you you go hard when you need to and davy yeah. touched on that too in in my interview with him is like you could you could you could put in long days and and forget to drink water yeah 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 it's just yeah. like i don't know it's kind of like if you're in control only so much but you like you got to throw some bones out in the water and try and attract yeah. some shit too right so yeah i never really set out to have a career making video and animation it was just always doing it for fun honestly like i was yeah. just yeah, like yeah. i didn't think yeah. anyone would hire me yeah. based on my bullshit youtube remixes yeah. like this is like yeah. off-putting shit it's beautiful and i'm just throwing it out there just to be like fuck this shit and just having fun and then uh, you know some people yeah. like it and want to hire you to like water it down and make it like work for fucking procter and gamble so it's <laughs> so obviously i'm gonna be like sure i'll do it and it's like i'll sell out i'll i'm for, for sale for sure i'd rather do that than yeah. drywall somebody's basement so i mean you yeah have, you have the you have the ultimate you have a great entrepreneurial perspective but luckily keeps, people you know, still hire me even if i did a job for old spice it's still crazy and i can make shit come out of people's eyes and like whatever it doesn't have to be like fuck the corporate safe. world shit it, yeah, it can yeah. still be weird and fun and, yeah, and, and sellable it. you know like so yeah but, i see it and it's 2021 at this point and i think everyone's ready for that that's kind of it was the same as i was saying with the spasm band on parliament hill i'm i'm kind of not kidding i think people are just ready for upside down yeah. it is upside down right i mean sure. that's where you you kind of fit in you are normal on uh you know in the in the most apocalyptic way <laughs> i mean you you uh you're also doing like adding your voice to some of the weirdest shit I've ever seen in um in Flying Lotus's films and his work. That guy's crazy, man. I, his I love his you know. music first of all. Like that guy's a pretty yeah. amazing out there producer mm -hmm. in general mm -hmm. and like he's mm -hmm. just got some cool shit going on. So like doing his film was pretty wild because that was one of the projects where I'm like, okay, this is like outside of my gross out zone, which is <laughs> it's is a masterpiece oh, it's just crazy man and he's a cool guy like he came to toronto and we jammed on that for a while like he he had some shots he's like i needed spiced up okay. man and I, was, I want you to work on it and i was like well, wow. come on down man and he, he stayed here and we like for a week or something and we wow messed wow. around on that film it was cool incredible incredible yeah yeah i love where it's led you i mean i i know you're your all your work with dead mouse is that is that continuing are you still yeah, hey, we're, in his well we're up for a yeah. juno tonight we're supposed to be on Holy call shit. for like this music video of the year so we're like on a zoom call together tonight waiting to see if we win or not insane yeah in a oh few my hours God, like in like five when this hours, comes out i hope hours. to announce i hope to announce <laughs> the cross Hey, me too. Watch man. It Honestly, that, um, it's like a pretty huge honor to be nominated either way like i'm just like holy shit because like music video of the year is like yeah. all music genres all it's like not just yeah. animation or, yeah. or live yeah. action it's everything you know so it's are you up a, against um cruddy ass crack because <laughs> that would be kind of a fun that story. would be amazing man like yeah you could like yeah put the yeah. nail in this one like that's just yeah, like yeah, this I was think meant so. to be Better i think lose. so man <laughs> What, what what do you call what you do? What do you call your work? Do you have to define it? Depends what it is, man. It's got a bit of a span. Like sometimes I full-blown produce and direct commercials, like where we shoot on a green screen and I, I'm doing the shooting, the footage, the audio, and then all the post-production. Sometimes I hire a team to help me. Sometimes I do it all by myself. Sometimes I only do the post-production. Sometimes I'm just doing the you know i don't know it's all over the place man sometimes it's just vfx in a film or commercial sometimes it's like if people come to me with an idea that's already storyboarded and i just have to execute like a robot sometimes it's like they just come to me and be like what should we do so it's but i mean more like i mean more like even if you zoom out on that like what is the is it animation at the end of the day or is it more than that? mostly these like, days i've been going super hard into yeah. 3d animation and i get lost in that world because like even okay. just the last couple of weeks i'm building these worlds like i'm in in the yeah. 3d space detailing like you know like i i just spent all yesterday doing like a dj yeah. character with like two turntables and I actually wired it all with actual wires yeah. like it would be in real life and adding like oh, this wow. insane amount of detail oh, wow. 
Like you would, like you're building a whole world. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, yeah. And texturing I've it seen, all. Like I, to, I take pictures yeah. of like graffiti and alleyways and I put it on the yeah. textures on my work and yeah. the scene. So it's like bringing that stuff from real life. But you get so lost in details that people might not even notice like when they watch. No, the but I, I, I remember, I mean, the few times we've worked together, just being behind you, seeing the way you maybe we'll put a little i'm like all right nick we're done right? no 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 no. let's let's put this pen on the desk but it's get, really important and it's, and it's good to know when going. to like cut yourself off but it's also just like that's what it's deadlines cool, are for man like if i have a like yeah. right now i have two jobs with no deadlines and i'm just like okay. now i'm getting lost in good. the like I'm, go, I'm going way too hard into the corners here but it's okay. cool because you see these renders okay. and it's like holy shit there's yeah. so much going on how yeah. it looked it just looks like yeah, you know. I appreciate that in your work. You know, I, I know that whenever I look at even your um, the big one for me is that image of like Trump in the Oval Office there with oh, all yeah, the fuck dolls and, and burgers <laughs> and and that went very and then the Sharpies up the nose. Sure, and there's yeah, so yeah. much detail in that. It's like, but okay, it's like me. Get, it's like music. I'm sure you find too is like adding yeah. like you know sometimes it's too much too and you're like, do I need to add 17 tracks yeah. to this thing or is yeah, it was yeah, it cool yeah. with the five? You know, like it's you got to know when to cut yourself off too. I guess sure. Sure. Um, man, I, I know I, I, I where do I want to go with this? So you you uh, well, we're going to wrap it up. But I, I mean, you, you've dab- you've dabbled in music as well. You released a record. When did, the, did that come out before the pandemic? I want to say around? I want to say 2019, but it might have been pandemic yeah. time. Yeah, it was just a bunch of like messing around with samples and we'll, making remixes. We'll end with a little track. I want want to give people a taste. Where can people learn about your work, Nick? It's at smearballs. Smearballs.com. Links smearballs.com. And the S is an S, right? It's not a yeah, Z. Yeah. It's all smearballs.com. But yeah, smearballs.com, like you would probably spell it. Like you've, you worked with, you've worked with um like the residents you've worked with. That's, yeah. That, and that's actually, I found out it's actually available. You can watch yeah. my residence VR video. Oh, on, cool. I'll on, check it. If you have an Oculus, you can check it out I at do. the Oculus store. Yeah. Search okay. for the residents die, die, die. I think you should be able okay. to find it. It's not like, it. it's not like advertised, but they silently kind of snuck it out there. Oh, okay. And I don't think okay, I didn't cool. want to share it yet because it hasn't been like officially released by the okay. residents, but it's Maybe on. Maybe you shouldn't talk about it. Should we talk about no, it? No, it's here? cool. If you guys want to check it out, it's totally cool. I was told I could mm. I could share it, but I'm kind of want okay. to wait until there's a proper release before I go Got it. spouting it. I on. mean, I, I think it's amazing. I just think your career is like, you know, dead you're up for a Juno tonight. It's like you're 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 mixing with flying lotus, you're doing all of these creative, like it just keeps growing. It seems like do you just sit around and when you wake up every day, go like, all right, what's the inbox? Like, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like who's going to approach me today? Like yeah. from Conan through to flying Lotus, you got some pretty yeah. amazing artists it's calling been, you. It's you know? been pretty wild, man. Like I've had some cool opportunities and it's, it keeps coming, you know? And, and now it's just kind of like, I try and do only one job at a time, but it's, okay. it gets to the point where you got to like kind of take two sometimes. So right now I'm yeah. doing like, yeah every other day on a different project and it just shakes your head up but sometimes it's good to step yeah. away and come back yeah yes. well speaking of that like i two 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 final questions for you mm-hmm. and maybe or unless you want to do a rifle round but do you do you do you what do you worry about as an artist like like where you're at right now in your career uh, does anything give you anxiety or like freak you out a little bit a bit my honestly big worry is just i spend too much time at the computer i gotta get that's why i got the boat too is just to get me the hell away from it so i uh, get some exercise and sunlight and and so i look far distances that's my biggest worry my second biggest worry i don't know man i don't know if i don't really worry about it too much it's just kind of like it's just a bit of a grind sometimes i I worry that i get burned out on it and not want to do it anymore i guess you know because it can be like that's what i was feeling with the advertising shit was just like fuck. sometimes i'm on a zoom call with eight people and i'm the only one doing anything and i'm just like why are we doing this fucking project you know <laughs> like you know, i don't even care and i was just burning out on the yeah. advertising shit man yeah. so I, yeah. i'm glad yeah. i'm doing some musical things right now and like fun cool. stuff so it's good cool <laughs> well i get it i get it i was that's why i was asking is like what what angle what parts of it kind of irritate or um 
just make you make you you know but also like advertising gigs can be the most fun too because sometimes it's like out of my fucking comfort zone and it's like here's a project we got to fly to la shoot a bunch of shit do like some crazy cg shit i've never done and like it's it's exciting because i got to figure something out that's beyond me and i got to learn something new so then it's like whoa put your big boy pants on and like yeah it's not like i hate it i don't hate it at that point i hate it when it's boring and like someone's just like i'm just a paintbrush for some asshole to tell me what and they want you to do something that you did already did yeah like, hey, can just, you do that again? Yeah, yeah. and change it hey. for no reason 75 times and like that kind of shit. Speaking of your big boy pants, though, do you ever shit your pants I, in terms of like, fuck, I do not know this software well enough or like people are asking to do stuff in VR and you just learned that? Like, you seem to con- constantly evolve. My pants, the, the, my pants you know? shitting comes with yeah. deadlines. It's like I've agreed to do this okay. thing and I don't know if yeah. it's possible. Like the, like the Dead yeah. Mouse video I'm doing, the, we are up for the Juno Award right now. I had... Yeah. Yeah. I had less than two months to do this entire okay. music video. And it was like, that's a miracle given what and, it is, you know, yeah. and I didn't yeah. have a budget to hire tons of buddies. I hired a couple buddies and Davey helped me out mm-hmm. and he did awesome, yeah. but it was just kind of yeah. like, I blew my yeah. budget that I was willing to spend with still being able to at least make some money on it at the yeah. halfway yeah. point. And I'm like, okay, yeah. now I got all the tools at the halfway point, but I got to do this entire video now in yeah. like 30 days. Yeah. And then yeah. I shit my pants, but then I just go hard as fuck and like, dude, 20 hour days and go crazy and just get it. Done. I mean, you've, you've, <laughs> you've built your career on, on a, that work ethic and that kind of grind, but also the, like the, the technical challenges around learning new software, just like, like, I mean, getting out of VHS land from OCAD and just like really pushing forward. So do you, do you ever feel like, Holy shit, man, I, like what do I ever have enough professional development to keep on top of this or are you always learning like i'm always learning man like i just picked up this new software houdini that i hadn't known before and it's just like all the simulation stuff and it's like yeah yeah, it breaks your brain and some of the software is like a two-year intimidating curve yeah houdini was a huge learning curve and like very intimidating and it's taken me a year and i still suck at it you know but i I know how to do a bunch of cool things now interesting so it's like slowly picking up these things but it's also to the point where it's like it's also very expensive like i spent thousands and thousands of dollars on all these software subscriptions and i'm like i gotta pick what ones i'm using and it's like and you're an entrepreneur you're like you're you're your own thing right like you're working for yourself yeah, it's yeah. very diy yeah but the stress factor and the pants shitting factor is kind of a sliding yeah. scale because i like to kind of keep my projects with a certain amount of like winging it like i don't storyboard every single thing out if i if i don't have okay. to and like because it's okay. like if i if something's not working and i'm trying to be yeah. like oh i promise a client i'm gonna make this cell phone turn into a fucking unicorn and fly up a yeah. you know goat's yeah. ass like if that's yeah. hard i'm like i gotta be able to say fuck that i'm not doing it and we're gonna do something else you need to be flexible mm-hmm. and move around so i try and make my projects like yeah i'll deliver you something awesome but if something's not working mm-hmm. it's gonna be a four-day snag i need to throw it in right. the garbage and move on you know like right so it can and be you're confident and you're more confident with that every job that you do i assume right? sure yeah yeah because yeah. if you if you can't and you're stuck doing all these things that you over promised mm-hmm. then yeah you can run mm-hmm. into those like i'm not going to meet my deadline snags but it's it's fascinating man of all the of all the artists i know it's just that whenever we have that stake i'm just like fuck you're it's so exciting to see where your creative worlds lead you you know it's 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 one universe after another i think it's really exciting where, well, where do you want to go with it? Where, I don't know, like where, man. where do you want to take it? Like even when I go back to my construction days, it was like I had never done mm-hmm. a basement apartment, and someone's like, "Well, I want to hire you to do a basement apartment." I'm like, "All right, I got to figure out go. a bunch of shit." Yeah, and you just do the research and you learn how to do. Same it. brain, do it, so. right? Same brain of like the unknown versus the confidence to just. Yeah, so I guess I've it. just been overconfident and said, and said yeah. yes, I can do it, and figured it out. And I haven't had any too yeah. too big of failures, which I knock okay. on wood. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. But yeah. I also like, you know, you just make sure you do your homework and can pull it off, I guess. But sometimes do you, it's like, do you plan like t- five, 10 year? Like, wh- how do you no, plan? And I wish I path? did because I just go with the flow yeah. a little too much. So every once in a while, I'm just, I have to say no to everybody. Like I turned down jobs left, right and center. Like I did last year. Okay. And I okay. just said no to fucking everybody. Cause I was like, I, you, cause I'm not in the driver's seat. The, the my email inbox just tells me where to go and I'm not in control yeah, of it at that's all. That's not a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. So I sometimes that. I'm just like, yeah, sometimes it's really cool and you go on wild rides and sometimes it's like, fuck, I'm just like four months down the road. I know exactly okay. what I have to do and okay. I fucking don't want to do it. Yeah. And I just shut it down. So I shut it down and I just like had some fun, did what I wanted for a little while, you know? Nice. 
and you have that freedom, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not you're not job to job, right? But it's yeah. what what's the unicorn project for? Like, what what's the big what's the unicorn shoved up the ass kind of project for you in terms of like w- w- where you want to go? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of do doing know? it right now. I'm doing some like collabos that I'm not allowed to talk about yeah. with some big Thanks. acts that are just kind of like, hey, do whatever you want, and like, we'll work it, work it. Throw my music on it, and we'll put it oh, out there amazing. so it's like that amazing. shit's awesome i get to just fuck around and make cool animations. i like that answer nick i like that answer yeah, it's no. not like where you want to be it's where you are yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah i Look mean it. eventually Look like sometimes when i do have my time off completely it's it can yeah. be fun because i just come here and do whatever i want but sometimes i run into the like uh yeah, there's too many options no and i don't know yeah, what yeah, to yeah, do yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, happens yeah, to yeah. me you know yeah, go I draw a picture, then play frame. some drums, and then do some animation. <laughs> Nothing gets done. Like <laughs> no, 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 that sounds like the life of a, a true stoner too. Like, yeah. just like hey, man, maybe I'll just. Well, oh, look, I don't smoke weed penguin. because of that. When I smoke weed, yeah. I fucking do that, and I don't get anything done. Oh. And I try to do forty oh. different things for five minutes at a time, and it Wicked. sucks. Wicked. So I don't touch a shit yeah. unless I'm not working yeah. and hanging out. With yeah, somebody. yeah, yeah, and actually trying to yeah. distract. Yeah, <laughs> you're a bit of a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. know when to shut it down when I have to, too, but it's like okay. when there's a project on the okay. table, I go hard until it's done. And then I take What's my your, um, my last uh, question for you. We've had a nice hour here and thank you for the steak. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, what did we forget? Like what, what in terms of advice for a younger punk? Cause that's what you are at the end of the day, right? I get asked what, this a lot and it's like, I look back at What's what that? was, I get asked this a lot, like what advice for yeah. people starting out? Cause I can't just yeah. say yeah. fucking drop out of art school, start drywalling yeah, right. basements and like Conan's going <laughs> to hire makes, you to be on his fuck. Your job. path is fucked. It's yeah, one it's of a kind. And it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. And it's like right, totally right. stupid. But the only thing, right. the thread that just held it all together was that I kept making dumb shit that made me laugh in go. between every project. So every time I would stop, whether it was Conan, I stopped. I did the chickening. That got into fucking Sundance. And then I get a bunch of advertising for a bunch of years. And I stopped to make a bunch of dumb shit on Instagram. And then people hired me because of that. It's always like people don't hire me because of my other projects a lot of the time. They hire me because of the fun shit I did in between. So huh. just never stop doing your own stuff. If it's if it's if it's getting you success and you know, do getting you jobs, just keep coming back to learning new things and doing you know, your own work, I guess. I don't know if that's stupid, vague, like empty advice, but it's just like, that's what's kind of, that's the only thread I can look back at and be like, yeah, that's what's been working for me. You know, even with my stupid ass yeah. smear balls name and off-putting artwork and shit that you'd think wouldn't mm-hmm. get you jobs. It's still, that was what got me jobs doing weird off-putting bullshit on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. That's wow. where the jobs came from. Wow. That's, that's why it worked out. I don't know. It's the right answer. It really, it feels right. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't advise anyone to do the actual things that you did no. because they make no sense, right? They're, they're just like not, not inexplicable. Sure. But, like most people shouldn't drop out of school. Right. You know, like right. most people shouldn't like, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. go do construction for 10 years when your end goal is another career altogether. Like it's just, right. but I find right. that construction stuff, you know, dealing with clients, yeah, whether sense. they were homeowners yeah. or whatever, yeah. like a fighting yeah. couple trying to figure out their fucking light <laughs> fixture in their This basement. is real, eh? You're, you're sure, talking from real Sure, whatever the great. fuck it is, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. it's just like people skills and like dealing with clients and right. invoicing right. and business. And it's all the same. It all works. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how you learned how to negotiate with ad agencies, sure. et cetera, et cetera, right? It's all the yeah, same yeah. brain. Yeah. And even just the creative stuff is just like, you know, the whole make someone think it's their idea mentality and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. <laughs> that applies to all sectors. You're a, you're a big inspiration and um I wish you nothing but continued adventures in hey. in, uh, in your art man. Likewise man. Yeah. I hope uh, I'll keep with those you. stones fucking yeah. suppressed right. or whatever the fuck. We'll chug water with our steaks next time. All right. Take care. <laughs> yeah, let me know when this goes up. Thanks for having me. I will Nick. Bye Nick. Awesome.
Well, that was Fluster Cuck, the title track from Nick's 2020 release. And uh, you can check that out on Bandcamp or go to smearballs.com to learn more about Nick's work. And uh, thanks again, Nick. A true honor to have you on the podcast sharing some, some incredible stories. Come again. Every Monday we're, we're putting this thing out and i um, feeling really good about that. Thank you, everyone, for your support, especially those in. Today we'll do a shout-out to those listening in Brussels. The fuck? What are you listening? What are, what are you doing? Let us know. Uh, I'm at FriendlyRich.com, or you can find me on uh, on social media at FriendlyRich. Yeah, let me, let me know what you're enjoying in, in the podcast. It's always nice to hear from you, dear listeners. And I don't ask questions. I just I just keep putting shit out there and hope you're enjoying these conversations as much as I am. So we'll see you again next week on Industry Tactics. Bye for now. <laughs>